Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today on the podcast, we are continuing our season-long fantasy football analysis for the 2023 season. It is draft season, so we're trying to get out all of our position-by-position breakdowns and analysis here this week. And yesterday... We kind of kicked off the running back position with the running back buy list. If you have not seen that episode, go check it out immediately before you get to this one. This episode is the opposite of that. This is the running back sell list. So obviously us here at Mike's Money Picks, you know, we got a little bit of a money theme going. So I'm going to call my list buy and sell. So what exactly does it mean to be on the sell list? Well, Running backs on this list, I have ranked lower than consensus at their position. I am not willing to draft these players at their current ADP, and I believe that these players have a high chance of busting and just being not good fantasy football players for the 2023 season. Essentially, I don't want to draft these guys. However, I don't want to call it a do not draft list because what it means is everything is relative to cost. I don't want to draft these guys at their current cost. However, if they slip down the board a few rounds past their ADP and they fall to me, might I take them? Yes. Do I have a few of these guys on my best ball teams already? Yes, but with where they're going right now, I'm just not a believer in them at cost. Now, if you're sitting here thinking, though, that, well, Mike had Roshan Johnson on his buy list yesterday. And he had Jonathan Taylor on his sell list today. Spoiler alert, Jonathan Taylor's on the sell list. Does that mean he would draft Roshan Johnson over Jonathan Taylor? No, it does not. What it means is relative to their cost, I'm a much bigger fan of getting Roshan Johnson in the 50s at the running back position than getting Jonathan Taylor as a top five running back right now. So if you want to see who I would draft, check out my full rankings there on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. All right, that's enough of an introduction. Y'all get the deal. So let's go ahead and start the breakdown. But first, let's get a quick word from our friends at Spotify. All right, so the first running back on the sell list is the guy that I kind of already casually mentioned. That is Jonathan Taylor. Right now, his ADP is 11.7, which ranks as the sixth running back being taken off the board. Keep in mind the ADPs that I'm using. Today, I decided to use Sleeper because ESPN's ADPs just kind of seemed a little unreliable. Um, So I am using Sleeper for the ADPs today. I'm still using Redraft PPR ADPs and ranks. If you're in a league of a different format, are those going to be slightly different? Yes. However, are there also a little bit of similarities? Also, yes. So the ADP on Sleeper for PPR Redraft Leagues is 11.7 for Jonathan Taylor. I do not have him anywhere near that. He is my 11th ranked running back, and I have him ranked 23rd overall. I'm not a big fan of Jonathan Taylor this year. Last season, Jonathan Taylor finished his running back 33 over Overall and running back 17 in fantasy points per game. And I really struggle to see how his situation this year is going to be better than it was last year. Last year, Jonathan Taylor's snap share was 69.5% and his opportunity share was 68.8%, which were both lower than his 2021 season where he was the running back one overall. And so not only did the number of opportunities that he had go down, but his effectiveness in those opportunities went down. His yards per carry dropped from 5.5 in 2021 to 4.5 in 2022. And 2022 was a career low in that category for Jonathan Taylor. Also, We have heard about how disgruntled he is with the Colts management. There is a very real possibility, like there's a non-zero chance that Jonathan Taylor misses a few games trying to figure out this contract situation, trying to get traded, you know, sitting out, holding out, whatever you want to call it. There is a very real chance that Jonathan Taylor does not end up playing all 17 games. And like I said earlier, I struggle to see how his situation this year is going to be better than it was last year. The offensive line personnel remained fairly similar. Anthony Richardson is 
is now likely to be the starting quarterback, which means that I would assume this team would have a little more run-heavy approach, but it's not just going to be Jonathan Taylor doing the running. It's going to be Anthony Richardson doing the running as well. Keep in mind, this team also went out and added Zach Moss in free agency. They also drafted Evan Hull out of Northwestern. So the snap share and opportunity share that Jonathan Taylor had last year could be declining. Like that's a very real possibility as well. So I just don't think tr things are trending in the right direction for Jonathan Taylor. There's a lot of guys I would rather have at the tail end of the first round or in early second round than Jonathan Taylor right now. And so that is why he is on my running back sell list for the 2023 season. Now the second running back on my sell list is Seattle Seahawks Kenneth Walker III. Now, as much as I like Walker as a player, this is more of a situationally based sell. Walker's current ADP is 37.3, which ranks as the 15th running back being taken off the board. My rank for Kenneth Walker is running back 24, 59 overall. Now, Walker was really good last season. I had him a few, uh, you know, I had him on a few of my teams that actually did fairly well last season. He finished his running back 18 overall and running back 16 in fantasy points per game. And he was actually running back 11 in fantasy points per game from week five until the end of the season. But therein lies part of the problem. From week five until the end of the season was when Rashad Penny was hurt. Walker did not have any competition for carries, any competition for touches in this Seattle backfield after Rashad Penny went down. Was he great during that time frame? Yes. But let's take a look at what he did when he did have competition when Rashad Penny was active. So in the first five weeks of the season, Walker was not productive like very objectively, not productive. In that stretch, the first five weeks of the season, Walker played three of four games and he was averaging five carries, two targets, and 4.3 fantasy points per game. When Rashad Penny was active, Walker never eclipsed a 40% snap share and was never below 50% in snap share in a game that he finished after Rashad Penny was hurt. This is a tale of two seasons for Kenneth Walker. You had competing with Rashad Penny for touches. You had competing with nobody for touches. And right now, the Seattle Seahawks. They may have let Rashad Penny walk, but they drafted Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA in the second round of the NFL draft, which should provide immediate competition to Kenneth Walker's workload. Now, it is true that Zach Charbonnet is a little banged up right now, but all indications are that he's going to be ready by the start of the season. So I, I just really don't like the fact that Walker is going to be competing for touches and carries. Also, add on to the fact that Walker is not a receiving running back. If you think this is a situation where, oh, Walker's going to stay you know, fairly similar in his usage and he's going to be out on the field in passing downs, I, I don't necessarily think that's a, a good you know, thought for Kenneth Walker. Walker did not catch a whole lot of passes last season. He was only targeted 34 times on the season. It did not even rank the most for the Seattle Seahawks backfield. So I, I just really don't like where things are trending for Kenneth Walker. I think the competition with Zach Charbonnet is going to be doom for his fantasy value. And, and unless he learns how to catch passes or unless the snap share are a little more lopsided than I think they're going to be. I just don't see Kenneth Walker paying off his ADP. That is why he makes my sell list. Now, the third player on my sell list is not really a player so much as an entire team. I am selling the entire New Orleans Saints backfield. I just really, with the signing of Kareem Hunt, do not know how the snap shares, carry shares, target shares, I just don't know how it's all going to play out. And I know that there ain't enough work there for four of them. 
And so right now, I am making the conscious decision that I'm just selling all four. I'm going to wait for their ADPs to drop or just, you know, see when you actually draft how far they actually do fall. But right now, I'm not drafting any of them where they're currently at. Alvin Kamara, his current ADP is 72, and his rank is the 26th running back being taken off the board. I have him ranked currently as running back 28. Now, that comes after I initially bumped him up into the mid-20s when I learned that he was going to be suspended for three games when pretty much everybody in the industry was expecting six. But then the signing of Kareem Hunt brings me back down to have Kamara back at running back 28. So what do we know about Alvin Kamara in his NFL career so far? He scores a lot of touchdowns, and he is a great receiving weapon out of the backfield. And when you look at the competition in Saints backfield right now, there's multiple guys that can score those touchdowns, and there's multiple guys that can catch passes out of the backfield. Last season, Kamara had a ho-hum fantasy season by his standards, and I really don't like where he was trending anyway in last season. So last year, Kamara finished his running back 13 in fantasy points per game, but he did so because of his workload, not because of his effectiveness. He ranked first out of all running backs in the league in snap share. He ranked fourth out of all running backs in the league in opportunity share and seventh out of all running backs in the league in weighted opportunities. So the big three categories for how big is your workload, Alvin Kamara finished first, fourth, and seventh in those, but yet he was still running back 13 in fantasy points per game. He was just simply not as effective of a player last year as he had been in his early career. And so what you're looking at right now is a guy who was workload dependent as opposed to being efficiency dependent. And that workload is going to be cut into because of how many guys he's going to be competing with. So I just don't like that for Alvin Kamara at all. I, I think that, you know, even if he comes back after week three and is just the same old Alvin Kamara, you know, what if those snap shares and those opportunity shares are decreased by five, 10%? Where does that put him in terms of running backs? I just, I just don't really think there's a whole lot of value in him right now where he's being drafted. And I am willing to see if his price does fall before I end up drafting him again in redraft leagues. Now, speaking of the guys that he's competing with, you got Jamal Williams. Now, one reason that Kamara's numbers last year were not as great as they had been is because he didn't really score a lot of touchdowns. Well, you know who did score a lot of touchdowns last year? Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams' current ADP is 101.8, which ranks as the 35th running back off the board. However, in my ranks, I have him as running back 46. Last year in Detroit, Jamal Williams finished as running back 18 in fantasy points per game, thanks to 17 total touchdowns. Only one back in the NFL scored more. Care to guess who it was? It was Austin Eckler. So Williams trailed only Austin Eckler in terms of total touchdowns, and he still finished his running back 18. Pretty much, it, he wasn't all that efficient as a player. The Lions just like made their mind up. Like For whatever reason, they hated DeAndre Swift. And so whenever they got inside the five-yard line, it's like, all right, Jamal, you're going to get four carries right into the line, and you're going to score on one of them, and we're just going to increase your touchdown total for no reason whatsoever. And so basically, if he's not getting those touchdowns, where's his, like, what, what are we drafting him for? Like, I don't see the appeal if he's not going to be just spoon-fed touchdowns. And in a backfield that's got three other guys that are going to be competing for touches, I just don't see it happening for Jamal Williams. He was also competing for touches and carries in the Green Bay backfield before the 2022 season, and he never finished as a top 30 back before moving to Detroit last year. So I am all out on Jamal Williams 
this season. Now, a guy that I was really high on in the early offseason, when it looked like that Alvin Kamara was going to have a lengthy suspension, when it looked like he was going to be like the guy when Kamara was suspended, was Kendra Miller, who's a rookie out of TCU. His current ADP is 142 which ranks as the 47th running back being taken off the board. I have him ranked as running back 51. Kendra Miller, I loved at TCU, loved him as a prospect. He was very effective. He was efficient. He had downhill speed as well as a little bit of power. He could catch passes out of the backfield. He was a really good play in college football DFS last season. I played him numerous times in that, but I just don't really know what his role is going to be. Like, I've mentioned on this podcast before kind of the cheat codes for the running back position where if your running back gets usage in the red zone or gets usage in the passing game or both, those are how you kind of cheat fantasy football and you get fantasy points that weren't previously there. You either get touchdowns or you get catches. And I don't really know where Kendra Miller fits into either of those because they got Jamal Williams for the short touchdowns. They got Alvin Kamara and Kareem Hunt for the receiving work. So I just don't know what Kendra Miller's role is going to be. And for that reason, I am just kind of passing on him right now. Now, the fourth running back in the Saints' backfield they just signed today, that is Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt has been very effective the last four seasons in Cleveland, primarily as a pass catcher to kind of complement Nick Chubb. And again, this team has Alvin Kamara to catch passes. So I just don't really know where, you know, Kareem Hunt's going to be able to carve out a role. It's a signing that really... It's like they're just kind of putting a Band-Aid on the the Kamara absence for the first three games, and then I really don't know what they're going to do with Kareem Hunt. So he's just a guy that I'm kind of just totally staying away from right now. Now, the fourth running back, well, I guess if you count all the Saints guys, the sixth running back on my sell list for the 2023 season is going to be J.K. Dobbins of the Baltimore Ravens. J.K. Dobbins' current ADP on sleeper is 50.7, which ranks as running back 18. I have him ranked all the way down at running back 31. When I first sat down to do this podcast, I was really looking for a running back in this spot because I'll be honest, I don't think I hate J.K. Dobbins as a fantasy player. I really don't. I think I have him ranked appropriately, though. And I think that where he is ranked is just so significantly higher from where his upside actually is. Last year, J.K. Dobbins was coming off of a torn ACL, which he tore prior to the 2021 season. He was ready by week three last year, and he was just not as effective last year as he had been in 2020. Last year, J.K. Dobbins averaged 10.2 fantasy points per game after averaging 11.2 in his rookie year in 2020. Last year... The Baltimore Ravens backfield was a massive committee, and I think that the same is possible again this season. J.K. Dobbins last year never played a game with more than a 52% snap share, never played a game with more than 15 carries. Now, the reason why, again, I don't feel like I hate J.K. Dobbins. Like, I'm totally okay with drafting him at where I think he should be drafted at. But the reason why I don't have him ranked higher is because he does not excel in the cheat code categories for me. He was not featured in the red zone or as a receiver last season. He averaged 1.75 red zone carries and only one target per game. And last year, he really didn't flash that big of a ceiling. He played in eight games last year, only scored double-digit fantasy points in three of them. Three out of eight, you can double that to six out of 16. Count me out on a guy who is going to only score in double-digit fantasy points for 37% of his games on the season. So J.K. Dobbins, again, not a guy that I hate. I feel like I have to go out of my way to say that. But at cost. He, he simply does not warrant being taken where he's at right now because he is in a committee. 
He's in an offense that says that they're going to pass the ball more, which I'll believe it when I see it. And he's not featured in the red zone, not featured as a receiver. Just a lot of strikes against him that I don't believe he should be drafted as high as he's being drafted right now. All right, that does it for the running back sell list. Hopefully, I was able to give you guys some good information you can use to um, draft the right running backs this season. If you like what you saw on YouTube, please hit the like button and please subscribe. You'll be notified when new episodes drop, like our wide receiver episodes, like our tight end episodes, and the rest of our weekly NFL, college football, and golf content. You'll be notified when all of it drops. If you're listening on an audio form, Spotify app, or wherever else, please rate and review. Shows me a lot of support, and I really do appreciate it. Now, we are now partnered with Sign Up Expert. And so Sign Up Expert is a site that I'm going to show this here on YouTube. Sign Up Expert is a site where if you go to my page, you can get promo codes for the best offers at DFS, Sportsbooks, and other fantasy sites. It'll even sync to your location. So for me, it's only showing where I'm recording this in North Carolina. Um, so whatever sportsbooks are available, whatever DFS sites are available, you will get the best offers for signing up. And it also shows me support if you use my page to sign up as well. So check that out, signupexpert.com slash Mike's Picks to see those promo codes. And as I mentioned earlier, all of my full rankings and draft guide are available on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. All right, so with fantasy draft season in full swing, the wide receiver episodes will be coming out here later this week. So make sure you're subscribed to be notified on those drops. Hopefully these last two episodes yesterday and today have helped you draft the right running backs in fantasy football 2023. Thank you guys for watching or listening, and I will see you next time.